On this episode of Seeking Wisdom, we're going to talk about how to get more people to care about your product. Hiya. All right, so this is one that uh, I, I wrote a post about this. We This is a topic, we, we it just comes up over and over, and so I, I wanted to do a little episode dedicated to this. So um, basically, how to get more people to care about your product. There's There's the biggest mistake that people make when they build something, when they're marketing something, is thinking, assuming that people will care. Mm-hmm. They don't. They don't. Uh, there's a great book by author uh, named Stephen Pressfield, and it's called Nobody Wants to Read Your Shit. Mm, that's my uncle right there. That's your guy. And I, and I wanted to do this episode because I think that's a mentality uh, for that can be applied to, to marketing and sales and product and design and basically anybody that listens to this, this podcast. Dave, tell them that title again. Uh, it's called Nobody Wants to Read Your Shit. Mm. Okay? Let that what, sink in. Yeah. So... That's the premise for this book, and that's also the premise for, for what we're going to talk about uh, right now. And basically, you know, it's, it's human nature, right? You make something, you build something, you think, man, this thing is going to be awesome. Uh, but we always forget to realize as people that people are selfish, mm-hmm. right? Dave, yeah. I have a question. Though. Hit me. Do you have any stats to back that up? <laughs> Do you no. have any numbers? Have nope. you tested this? Have I haven't tested, tested it. This? I, haven't split, I haven't split tested it. What? Man. Oh man! Yeah, I don't know how you can do this. He's asking me. That you mentioned this because somebody said somebody said to me today. They replied to an email and they said, uh, "I love I love your emails. They're so welcoming and friendly and personal." But do you have any stats on how effective this is? Mm. I'm, I'm talking talking like a human to you. I was like, "Isn't you replying to me that? Isn't that a st- isn't that like that's this? a stat? Yeah. Boom! Yeah. No. So so uh, you know, there, there's this like." mentality you build something and every you think everybody's going to love it yeah and this is this is something that you've talked about a lot which mm-hmm. is this like talk about your mentality on on building building products this whole like default to being wrong yeah so you know this uh what you're talking about is something that happens to all of us right we think because we're inside our own head and we're either writing something creating something building a product whatever it is uh we know it so well uh that it all makes sense to us mm-hmm. But it might not make sense to anybody else out there. It may make sense to lots of people, uh, but you know, by we should probably try to default, in my opinion, to being to accepting that we're wrong to some degree and whatever it is that we've created. And for writers, this does not come as a surprise because writing is a, a game of iterations, just like everything else. Yeah. And so there's you know drafts and copies and revisions, and you're constantly uh, working on that piece. And so if you have that mindset, then you have basically the beginner's mind, right? And you have this uh, way of thinking about what you're creating and thinking that, you know, maybe nobody cares about it. So let me get it out outside into yeah. the world, get some feedback and see if anyone reacts to this piece. Yeah, but we all, the default is to not think that way, is to think this is going to be huge. We mm-hmm. got to tell people about it. And then it flops and you're like back to back to square oh, one. Definitely. That's, that's the default because... You know, we spend too long inside of our heads convincing ourselves how great of an idea this thing is right. uh, and not and having given it oxygen, having exposed it to the world uh, to see if that's true. Yeah. And I think the one of, so one of the ways to counteract this mm-hmm. is to so a I think just honestly, the big the biggest part is just understanding this yep. is, th- is knowing that is having this mentality that 
even though we're building something, nobody's going to care about this. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And uh, the thing that Pressfield mentioned, which I think is really smart, is uh, thinking of it like an agency and the client. Okay. Right? And so um, the client is the person who's building the product. Mm -hmm. And the agency is the team that's responsible for telling people about Mm -hmm. it. And in the ad world, the agency always pushes back on the client. says like, you know, hey, we have a pulse on the market. I don't know. People aren't really going to feel this way. Mm -hmm. But for whatever reason, you know, internally, we don't. We don't think that way. No, no. This is our thing. No, and it's like uh, this is everywhere that we look, whether it's in writing, right, uh, whether it's in uh, athletics, whether it's in creating a product, and uh, even in kind of built into the the kind of ethos behind kind of like martial arts, right? Like as you progress, as you get further along, like having this – mindset of being open and being kind of this beginner right always keeping that beginner's mindset yeah like understanding that 99 percent of people don't care Mm -hmm. is the first step to getting people to care exactly so then then you start to focus on not your work uh per se but how do i take this and solve someone else's problem with them how do i make them interested in what i'm talking about and dave thinks about this Mm. all day on the marketing side yeah that was what you just said was poetic i can't Mm. wait to take this clip out um but you said it it's uh empathy yes right when Mm. you understand that nobody cares yeah then you have this empathy and and you're like just completely changing Mm -hmm. the mentality of how you're going to go about getting people to care yeah another way that we always talk about it internally here is that um when we're building something, is like, is this a company problem or is this a customer problem? Most things that we get crazy about and spend a lot of time focused on is a company problem, right? Like I gave a talk yesterday at the business software and we talked about like how to create a customer-driven product team. And in it, I talked about, you know, uh, roadmaps and version numbers and all of this stuff that we get all twisted about right. and process internal process as a product manager and uh, but all of those things are company problems the customer doesn't care right the customer should not care the customer doesn't care about how your departments are laid out the customer doesn't care about your version numbers the customer doesn't care about your schedule they shouldn't right it has nothing to do with them the customer cares about themselves because we are all Selfish. My favorite example of this that you mentioned in your talk is the credit card chip thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. So, we, you know, I started that talk by um, using this example of here in the, you know, they we're talking about chip cards, right? So, like, the, tran- the, the move from credit cards in the U.S. to these e- EMV chips. I didn't know what EMV stood for until I wikipedia it. And it's EuroPay, MasterCard, Visa Ugh. kind of alliance, right? Yuck. Anyway, uh, Europe... In, in Europe, they've had the chip card for the last decade or a little bit over a decade. In the U.S., we've just rolled out these chip cards. And I use this as an example because all of us have felt the frustration of using these chip cards here. It's like twice as long minimum. Yeah, you stand in line at CVS for 10 minutes. 10 minutes. Yeah. Uh, it hasn't been 100% adopted. So every time you, you go into Whole Foods, you go into this place, is this a chip reader? No, not a chip reader. Swipe here, no chip. No. <laughs> right. And it's just like, what the hell? But if you were to stand back as a product creator or a writer or anyone who creates, you say, wait a second, what is this thing solving? 
right? And the credit card issuers would say, oh, we're solving a security problem. And so therefore, you should be happy about this new chip reader and shouldn't mind waiting in line. Uh, but us as consumers say, the one of the main reasons that we pay the credit card companies uh, to use their product is for the security that they say they bring. So like security as a, from a consumer standpoint is a credit card company problem. It's not my problem. Right. So what they've done is this, uh, what I call a, this kind of like transferring the problem, right? The company, the credit card company has uh, transferred the problem to the consumer, right? And had them deal with the headache of having to deal with these chip cards. Yeah. And if you, you know, I asked uh, the room yesterday, a couple hundred, probably 500 people that were there, um, how many people here think that with the rollout of this chip reader that our credit card fees are going to go down because of enhanced security? Nobody. No, nobody raised their hand. <laughs> Right. So like uh, so again, so like they're going to the credit card companies are gaining from this, the issuers. Right. So in case in the in the case that they do get lower, um, lower costs because of security issues, which is questionable, uh, they benefit the you know, they benefit because they move the problem to the consumer. So in all cases, the consumer uh is stuck with the problem, right. right? And this is the exact thing we need to think about. Yeah. This analogy for like what we do in terms of writing, in terms of creating, like are we moving the problem, the burden to the to the customer, to the end user, or are we solving a problem? Right. So step one, okay, so getting people to care about your product. Step one is first understanding that people don't care. Yes. Step two, this is the story that you just told, I think, which mm -hmm. is step two, this is one of my favorite things is uh, – you have to focus on the superpower that people will get from using your product. Ooh, I love that. I love that. Um, and, the, you know, our, I think our favorite line is uh, from Bernadette Jiwa, who we talk about all the time. Yeah. Uh, she said, people don't care about what your product does. They care about what they can do with your product. That's it. So how does it, be, how does it make them feel superpowered? Right? Exactly. And so, so once, you understand, once you understand that, uh, A, people don't care. B, it has to be about the superpowers. Then you're able to like reframe, reframe the, the conversation. And so like, you know, on the marketing side, this is something we think about all the time because it's so easy to be like, we got these five new features. We got this. Mm -hmm. We got to go tell people about mm -hmm. it. Okay. Well, and this is why getting feedback and doing testing yeah. with people is so important because you might say like, oh, we have this paradigm shifting strategy with, yeah. you know, with this product, you can do X, Y, Z, da, da, da. And then when you talk to people, they, when they repeat it back to you, they will just say something that's just so uh, pedestrian, right? They'll right. just be like, oh, I can, uh, you know, save 10%, you know, off of this if I use your product. Yeah. Okay, I'll use it because of that. And the importance there as a writer, as a product creator, is to learn to hear those words and to use those words when you market your product. Totally. Right. Like nobody here's the here's the example. Like nobody goes shopping for a new microwave because they want like another big aluminum box to mm -hmm. plug in and put on their kitchen counter. Nope. They want hot food. Fast. Quickly. Yeah. Right? And like this is the thing that a lot of people don't understand is like I hate to break it to you, but if people could just snap their fingers and get hot food, then they wouldn't need your product. No, and so you need to think about your product like a tool. Like, what is it? Is it a screwdriver? Is it a hammer? Is it like, what do I get to do? And tools are a perfect analogy because tools are things that make us feel superhuman, right? Yeah. Super powered. Yeah. Like the other, the other easy one to explain is like if you sold shovels, right? Mm -hmm. You could tell people like, yeah, you know, we sell uh, it's a, it's a four foot pole and you can put like an aluminum piece on the end yep. of it and you yep. can, uh, you can go dig holes. Yeah. No, Who people cares? want fucking holes. Yes. <laughs> they don't care about your, your shovel. shovel. No, yeah. no. 
but the every time we we build something new and we you know on the marketing side like we're all guilty of it is we want to talk about how that it's the new type of poll yep. and it's x y and z exactly so instead of talking about features and functions talk about problems you solve exactly so all right so there's your two ways the two ways to get more people to care about your stuff mm-hmm. number one uh understand that people don't care not at all. Not at all. People are selfish. We're selfish. How hard is it to sell something to you? It's pretty hard, right? Pretty damn hard. Yeah. Right. But we don't think about that when we're the ones that are actually selling. No. And if we go back to what we've talked about in the past, understanding the cognitive biases, this is one of the cognitive biases, right? Like that people are self-serving, right? Yeah. At the end of the day. Damn, we need to do an episode on that too, by the way. Let's do it. Yeah. Uh, and then the second reason is thinking, focusing more on the superpowers. Like it's not about features. It's not about the thing you're building. It's about the power that it gives to somebody when they use it. Amen. I so, was just I was yeah. just dusting off my fresh pair of Air oh. Force Ones. I saw I have you on tweet today. about that yesterday. Somebody uh-huh. tweeted at you like that. Better be some uh, some rap line or whatever. Yeah, and I had a time now, and but I was wearing like, my my crocodile Air Force he Ones. Said black alligator Air Force Ones, crocodile Air Force Ones. Man, I'm going to Europe next week. I need some new Air Force Ones. Oh, that's that's a good reason to travel. Is every time you go, Woo! you can get a new pair of shoes. Let's go. Yeah. All right. So make make more people care about your product by understanding it's not about you. Go do it. Start there. Let's do it. Seeking wisdom. We're out. See you in Dublin.